Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. So good to have you with us, everybody. I learned from Alice Alvey, if we cut out the music at the beginning, stop that thing from playing, and then you can hear me all line, because if you run the music and this together, it runs over. It's January 20th, Martin Luther King Day, and we're going to be talking about leadership, the keys to success in 2014. I'm looking forward to this topic. It was one that I was researching over the weekend as I was thinking about Martin Luther King Jr. and this day. And realizing it is a holiday and so much to celebrate. And going, you know what? I've studied his life. I've looked at it. But it's time to refresh it. Especially I'm wondering uh, about what we can learn from his leadership. Again, I really recognize there's a real need in the industry for leadership. And we draw from all the various leaders across the nation and the history. Uh, One of my favorite guys is Winston Churchill. And I look at guys like that. And certainly Martin Luther King was a tremendous influential leader of our day. And uh, so it's a a fitting and honor that we would honor him today and continue with the topic that we've had on leadership. And so we'll be doing that. Today is January 20th, 2014, and uh, we pay tribute to him. One of the things he said, I had a dream. One of the things I would like to challenge all of you is what is your dream and what are you doing to make your dream a reality? And so anyway, lots to talk about today. I'm excited to have Alice and Andy and Joe on with me. We don't have any special guests today, although next week we've got David Stevens who will be on with us, another leader that we look up to in the industry who's definitely leading our industry and uh, doing a good job of it. And I'm looking forward to his comments as we look forward to 2014, what we can anticipate, some interesting information that I'm following. We're going to be talking about some uh, news reports that are up there on the uh IMF News website, a couple of headlines caught my attention today, and we're going to be talking about all of that. I want to thank our sponsor, United Guarantee, uh, for being our sponsor and continue to be our sponsor. Uh, again, I talk about the QMI, the Qualified Mortgage Insurance product that they have. They have a suite of products that really help ensure QM compliance, and it's a great product. I encourage you to head out and take a look at it and learn more by getting a hold of your UG or United Guarantee representative by going to www.unitedguaranteecorp.com or you go to our website, look at on lending, click on the upper right-hand corner, and you will see their uh, ad and click on that. It'll take you right out to their space. If you have not contacted your representative, your United Guarantee representative, be sure to do so. They've become number one in the industry, and uh, they've been servicing, serving our industry for over 50 years, and we're grateful to have them continue as a sponsor of our radio broadcast. Good to have you all with us, Joe Farr. The markets are closed today, but uh, so let's talk. Start start off by talking about last week. Pretty good day there. Yeah, pretty last good week. It was a good week. It really yeah. was a good week. Mortgage backed security prices improved, therefore mortgage rates improved as well. Uh, seemed to carry over from the week jobs report the Friday before last week. Uh, Monday improved. Uh, Monday's improvement in prices was kind of offset by a good retail jobs report I'll talk about in a minute, but then 
you know, Wednesday was a little flat. Thursday and Friday, though, were good. We ended up the week up about uh, 13, 30 seconds or 40 basis points. And, you know, we quietly had a nice little recovery in, in uh, mortgage rates since Christmas. Mortgage-backed security prices have improved about a point and a quarter, which is equated to about 20 basis points improvement in mortgage rates. So uh, nice to see that improvement. Uh, during the week, the economic data that came out was really pretty good. And uh, were it not for the weakness of the jobs report the week before, we might have seen prices go the other way this week. Uh, uh, as we did see when retail sales came out for December, they were much better than expected. Uh, during the week, the manufacturing data exceeded estimates. Housing starts, they were down a little bit from November, but you'll remember November was a very big number, so they, was, they were still pretty good and better than expected. Uh, the JOLTS survey came out on Friday, and uh, it showed 4 million job openings. Now, this was the first time there have been uh, the job openings have exceeded the 4 million level since uh, before the crash, since March of uh, 2008. Nice to see inflation remains wow. tamed. That's obviously good for mortgage rates. Uh, core CPI in December rose at just a 1.7% annual rate. Uh, core PPI rose at just 1.4%, but it was a little higher in December than people expected, so we hope that's not a trend. And so, yeah, that was a good week last week, and and this week is going to kind of hard to be. Uh, uh, it's going to hard. It's going to be hard to see any economic influence on mortgage rates because there's just very little on the calendar. Uh, nothing today, obviously, nothing today, nothing tomorrow, Wednesday. The only thing on the calendar really is on Thursday of next week when uh, the the weekly jobless claims will come out at 8.30. Leading indicators in existing home sales come out at 10. Uh, existing home sales are expected to hold level at the 4.9 million uh, a- annual rate. That's the same as what we saw in uh, in November. So uh, now it should be a fairly, fairly uh, uh, flat week Pain, for mortgage prices. Week, yeah. But, yeah, we just... We hadn't had many of those, so uh, uh, what should be might not happen. Well, flat in the sense that economic data may not be driving the markets, but that's not to say no. that world events, we start looking, well, we're not myopically focused on you know, statistics and data coming out off the economic calendar. We do look at and continually be aware of how quickly rates can adjust based on world events. And so, I mean, that's just an ongoing uh, battle that we deal with. So anyway, it's just really interesting to sit and think with what the, what influences our markets. By the way, I want to go back and talk about the JOLTS. That stands for, for those of you who are not familiar with the JOLTS survey, it's not a new cup of coffee from Starbucks uh, or a, an economic survey that comes out of Starbucks. JOLTS stands for job. Uh, job. And I had it in my head just a minute ago, Joe, and then it just went out the window. But it's a job openings and labor turnover survey, if I have that correctly. Job openings and labor turnover survey. And it's uh, – okay, good. But it's really – and the reason this is now showing up is not one that we've talked about a lot before, is that it's Janet Yellen's uh, labor statistics. She really focuses in on this one, and I think that this one report will be – uh, and all the news articles, and you're the one that tipped me off to it last week on the broadcast. Right. In the midst of the broadcast, you said, this is, this is her favorite. And, boy, that was all over the news last week. 
And so, not because and you, I said it. <laughs> well, no, not because you said. <laughs> well, you alerted me to it, so I did the research on yeah. it, and uh, I saw how many other people were commenting on it. That this this started, by the way, uh, in December of 2000. I did some research on this uh, Jolt's report. So it started in December of 2000. So it's not like it's been around as long as some of the other indicators. But what is going to be causing a lot of attention on this is that it really goes in. It looks at job openings, layoffs, terminations, anything that's going to affect that. But the real focus is job growth, and it seems to do a good job on that. So, Joe, thanks so well, you much. Know, for, uh, David, it, we, we have relied on the unemployment rate for so long, and that really is becoming a difficult report to get much benefit from. Right. Or to get a good signal of the economy from, there's so many people that are leaving the labor force, which causes unemployment rate to come down, which is, uh, you know, a low unemployment rate is supposed to be a good thing. Well, is it a good thing that they left the labor force? Certainly, we're going to see more and more people leave the labor force by choice because they're reaching retirement age and choosing not right. to go forward. But, uh, you know, it's it's hard to discern if they left because they couldn't find a job or if they left because they were they were purely ready to retire. So uh, uh, the Fed's going to need to look, and economists are going to need to look for something more to find uh, a sense of the, the strength of the labor market. And I think this Jolt's report is going to begin to to get more and more attention. Well, it, it really does seem to uh, be a better indication. You're so right about job growth. If we don't have job growth, we're not really having a growing economy. You know, I don't care what anybody says. We've got a lot of people getting on the government bus, enjoying the benefits that are there, happy for us helping struggling people. But, I mean, it just seems like there's been more incentive to get on the gravy chain of uh, government handouts and programs. So this really tracks the job openings, folks. It's a great one to look at. If you haven't done some research on it, Google it. It's all over the place, and it will really give you some great information, something I appreciate you, Joe, tell it, tipping us off about last week. So did some reporting and found out how much attention it was getting. Appreciate it. You bet. Folks, if you do not have this uh, the, the the MBS quote line service, you got to get it. Again, you say, well, it's a quiet week. We don't need to watch that today. <laughs> You just go check what happens out of Syria. Check anything that happens out of the Middle East or some major moves in the economic news from you know, Japan or overseas or any of our trading partners, and the market will move, folks. You need a service like this and to learn more. Well, and Dave, there, yeah. there's, a, there's a real nice comfort in knowing that nothing's going on, you know, if yeah. nothing's going on. Yeah, we can get a little complacent and lazy, and if you don't have that service, you know, this, this service, Joe, it's, you're, you're, in a, you're operating in a little bit of dark, the black spot. So, by the way, so many people have tuned in from all over the country. Appreciate it. See you dialed in. So good to have you here with us. We're going to be right back after this brief word with Alice Alvey and also what's going on in the headlines as reported by IMF News. Right back after this. Economic uncertainty has created a tremendous amount of market volatility over the past few weeks. Intraday price changes seem the rule rather than the exception. Have you been surprised by a midday price change? Have you been frustrated as you locked the loan just ahead of a price movement? Found it difficult to explain to a customer why the rate you quoted is no longer available? MBS Quoline can eliminate these frustrations. MBS Quoline monitors Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginny Mae mortgage-backed security prices in real time. It makes the information conveniently available on your desktop, smartphone, or by email or 
text message. These are the same prices used to set mortgage rates each morning and to issue midday price changes when significant movement occurs. With MBS Quoteline, you'll never be out of touch with the market, whether you're in the office or on the road. See for yourself what MBS Quoteline can do for you. Go to MBSQuoteline.com to start a risk-free two-week trial. MBSQuoteline.com. 646-716-4972. The Lickin on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lickin. Good to have you with us. Normally, you have follow. Give you support. He's enjoying this holiday and is up. I think he's snow skiing with his family and taking some time off. But I've got their website up, www.imfnews.com. There's one thing that's heads that really is in this website. By the way, check it out, www.imfnews.com. And I'm looking at uh, a question. What we're hearing, a coming boom in cash-out refinances? Well, that got my attention. And there's also a lot of other uh, information out there. Agency MBS pr- uh, production down sharply in late 2013. Uh, as the mega banks start losing market share. That's John Bancroft's article. Paul's got an article about there about Jenny May wants to triple the time needed to approve MSR transfers. Well, that could have an impact as you're transferring values to that. What does that do with MSR, mortgage servicing right transfers or sales? That could be interesting. Lots of implication, lots of things going on. I think Jenny May wants to get in and start monitoring that a little bit more. They're looking at who it's being traded to, and there's a lot going on, and ultimately – Jenny's there to be the backstop, and so it so re- seems like a reasonable request, but especially with the limited staff they have. I'm just looking at everyone who dialed in from all over the country. Again, looking at the switchboard, wow, really appreciate you guys on this holiday being with us. I know many more are listening to us by the Internet, so be sure to put this on your iPhone, download it. You can iPhone or your favorite device, whatever it is, but we're on iTunes, and you can listen to us on an ongoing basis. I go back and listen to the broadcast on the weekends. I'm a podcast junkie, so when I'm doing work around the house, i got my headphones on, listening to all these different economic reports, really some great information. One of the ones that we, uh, we enjoy all the segments, and Alice Alvey is bringing us always an important update on what is going on as it relates to legislation. Alice, good to have you on the broadcast. And I know you can't stay with us, so I know our listeners are going to say, well, what happened to Alice later on? Well, she has to go to a uh, meeting, so we're going to have her on to give us a quick update. Alice? Hey, Dave. I'm glad to be here. Happy MLK Martin Luther King Day to everyone, and hope you get a chance to celebrate in some way. Um, so the uh, for me, talking about what's pending, you know, everybody seems to be in this QM ATR focus as those loans first hit the pipeline last week and everyone trying to work through their challenges. So I want to try and stay focused on a few future items that we don't want to fall off the radar. There are two proposed rules that need your attention. I know you're very busy, but one of them is FHA's rule regarding the credit score threshold change which really is a big deal. They want to drop it, actually. Um, But you you really do need to take a look at the guidance on the compensating factors for manual underwriting and make sure you fully understand whether or not this is something you can live with. So FHA is talking about that ratios of 37 over 47 will require one compensating factor, and ratios of 40 over 50 will require at least two compensating factors. And everybody starts thinking, well, what about ATR? How does all that fit in? So there are a lot of policy issues to make sure you take a look at these criteria within the proposed rule and then also look at are those compensating factors going to work for you? Does this make it harder or easier to extend ratios on FHA manual underwriting? 
that's going to vary by company. So you do want to make sure you take a look at it. And FHA is the biggest change is that they're going to be requiring a minimum reserve now, that a borrower have one month in reserve. That's a big change from zero to now say my customer needs to have some because then that also changes the compensating factor impact, right? It, it used to be if you had one or two months reserved, then that was a compensating factor. So when you look at, well, to go over ratio, like in my previous statement, I now really need to have three and four or more months in PIPI in reserves and MI to go over the 3143, that really starts to change your ability to stretch those ratios. Um, so it is important that lenders take a look at the new impact of the FHA proposed rule. Comments are due by February 10th, so you want to get your, your voice heard on that. Or shortly after that, FHA is going to implement something. Uh, this has been on the table for a while, so don't expect this one to go away. Uh, another one, just to let you know, there is an extension that was issued on a proposed rule for standards establishing diversity policies and practices. I, I found this one day after I sent you my update that this got an mm. extension. We had talked yeah. about it before. It was going to expire just before Christmas, but they've added another 60 days to this. So okay. you have enough policies and procedures already. Well, there's going to be another one you've got to add. The assessment standards <laughs> uh, cover four key areas your organizational commitment to diversity and inclusion, the workforce profile and employment practices, procurement and business practices and supplier diversity, and practices to promote transparency of organizational diversity and inclusion. So there will be the need for every company to come up with these policies. Now, this isn't legislation. This is a proposed rule. The comment period will close on February 7th. And then from there, we'll watch it closely so that you know what potential outcome there may be and whether we get a final rule from that. So both of these are proposed rules. Get your voices heard before that first week of February. From a legislation standpoint, we um, there was a Senate bill, 1927, that was introduced recently. You know, we've had the Target credit card security scandal. Um, but when I checked you know, what senators are attempting here in light of all that, it really seems very similar to what we have already with Gramm-Leach-Bliley. So we'll keep watching it as text evolves and uh, make sure there isn't any new greater impact to what we already have. What they're trying to do is make sure if you have a breach of security at your company that you have procedures in place and that you know what your timings are to respond. And, and so many companies have to follow tighter state rules that a lot of policies already have that in place. If you don't, if you don't have a security breach portion to your Gramm-Leach-Bliley Act, give us a call. We'd be happy to help. Uh, so that's my report for today, Dave. Good. I could stay well, on for a little bit here, but um, I do have to drop in about 15 minutes. So. Well, I'd love to have you stay on, at least get some of the some of your initial thoughts on this. So empower will go to you in our hot topic first. Folks, appreciate Thanks. you. Uh, being with us, listening to Alice's updates. Alice, great job, as always, and we'll be right back after this brief break. Looking for a full-service mortgage training and consulting company to fit exactly what you need? Mortgage U is your ultimate education and information resource used by lenders to execute high-impact, high-quality training throughout the organization. Mortgage U instructors are mortgage professionals, providing classroom and web-based delivery, and has the most sought-after training manuals in the country. Mortgage U has a proven track record, performing customized training programs for hundreds and even thousands of employees, both live and online, on everything from applicants 
communication through loan delivery and insurance. Call Mortgage U today at 800-278-0200 or visit us online at mortgage-u.com. Welcome back to Lickin' on Lending. Our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here's David Lickin'. Good to have you with us. And we have, normally, we'd have Tony Garitano here. He's enjoying the day off. A lot of people enjoying the day off, but a lot of us are working. Someone was asking us, I think it was Alice asking us earlier, are you guys working today? He said, yeah, we feel like a 7-Eleven as a consulting firm. We've got clients. If you're working, we're working, it seems like. And I know Alice is like that as well. Only Joe gets to have it, take some time off because the markets are closed. I mean, he can only answer so many emails. He's going to get to go out and play some golf or something. It's going to be a beautiful 80-some degrees here in central Texas. I hope it's warm wherever you are at. But let's move over to the prophet doctor, the abundance of wisdom that flows from him. So, Prophet Doctor, what do you got for us for us today? Hey, Dave. Well, as always, it's great to be on Licking on Lending. Nice. Good to have and, you. You know, it's a holiday, and so I've been uh, putzing around the house a little bit. But like you say, we we always have stuff to do. Work late last night. Got to work late tonight on some client activity. But we're happy to do it because we help them maximize their bottom line, which you know, you have a good bottom line, then your business will be thriving, and you can grow, and you can apply all this other stuff, all of the, all of the uh, words of wisdom that you're bringing more and more to folks on the show here recently, Dave, about the uh, creating a corporate culture and the dynamics, the 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 elements that create a dynamic leader. What are they? How does it work? How does it fit together? Why is it that some companies? have branches that are flocking to them as fast as they can, and some companies are struggling to keep their branch network. What is it about the character and the characteristics of the leader that really causes such a such a strong uh, difference in outcome? And so I know, Dave, you dive into that a lot, and that's part mm-hmm. of what we'll talk about right. in the Hot Topic segment today. Yes, it's, I'm looking forward to getting to it. So what 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 do you got, Profit Doctor, for the bottom line to help companies out there? I mean, they're definitely contracting volumes and con, you know increasing costs. So, what words of wisdom do you have, do you have for us? Well, I think a couple of things come to mind. Talking about the bottom line, you have to always watch your bottom line. There was an article recently by a, a, another consulting group who said that now's a good time to get out of mortgage banking. And I've never heard something so insane in my life. That is the exact <laughs> opposite of what we're recommending. We think now is the time to be expanding in mortgage banking. And yes. the the author of the other article went on to say that mortgages are making as much money as it was before, so maybe we should get out of it. Well, if it's not making money now, it's because the, it hasn't been right-sized. It's because you're not running your business right. You don't You don't continue to invest in mortgage banking when you don't have an infrastructure to do a billion when your company's doing 300 million you have to adjust and right sizes so part of the ability to right size mortgage banking comes from <clears throat> as one as one premise is having a portion of your business always scalable you want to have your business mm, with the ability yeah. to expand and contract Yep. So if you if you're doing 300 million, always do 50 million with a third party outsource. I mean, the Alice's company can help support this, and so always have the ability to have the the, the expansion and contraction um, managed in a way that you can reduce it 
quickly. And then if you if you're in an environment where we we do have a decline in volume, and you you were a refi heavy shop. You should have known from the beginning that sometimes it's going to go away and, and had your plan in place to adapt to that change in volume once it happened so that you could adjust quickly so that you do remain profitable. And all along, at the same time, if you'd been listening to Dave Licken, you would have known pursue a purchase strategy, work with building a purchase strategy. But, you know, we tend to just like to, you know, we, we try to gorge ourselves when, the chocolate's there, and then all of a sudden when it goes away, we're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do now? Well, we, we need to be planning for the sustainability of production volume. And per planning for the sustainability of production volume means go where there always is volume. And there's always resale activity. There's yeah. New home sales are continuing. Pre-owned homes are selling. So be the lender that supports purchase activity by establishing relationships with realtors and builders. And I know, Dave, you've got tips and, and techniques and strategies to accomplish all of those things. So the bottom line is about right-sizing the company so that you're making money based on the volume that you're having. Now, another thing that affects the bottom line, and we want to make certain that we don't have these bad things happen to us, and that is to avoid fees and penalties. Avoid fees and penalties that could be coming from the CFPB because you aren't complying with some of the rules. Yes. Now, seeing, you know, it's important. We're seeing that, you know. That's... We are, absolutely. The rules are the rules, and we need to comply with it. I mean, one of the things that we're going to get into as we start talking about leadership and, and leadership techniques and leadership strategy and some of the examples from uh, the Reverend Martin Luther King is that some of the things that he wanted people to do was just follow the law. You know, be right, be honest, be true, follow God's law, follow man's law. The Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964, and by 1968, 69, we still were having challenges. So follow the rules. We want people to follow the rules. And if you yes. don't follow the rules, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be bad things that are going to happen when you don't follow the rules. If you speed, you're going to get a ticket potentially. If you don't follow the CFPB rules, you're going to get fined. There are currently, right now today, rules out there affecting vendor management. The CFPB bulletin came out almost now two years ago on vendor management, and it basically says that you have to manage your third-party service providers. You have to perform due diligence them on a regular basis. You have to have internal policies for how to deal with them. We were, we were teaching CPAs just two months ago about how they can evaluate their, their audit client vendor management activity. So what ends up happening is if you don't follow the vendor management rules, you can get fined. So there's a situation right now, and I don't want to keep rambling on and on and on with a monologue here, Dave. That's really important. Um, is that we, we've, um, there's one company that approached us that wanted us to help them with their vendor management compliance. We're happy to do that. We've been doing this for commercial banks for a long time. So we're going to help them do it also. And obviously, without naming any names, they basically made the decision that the cost of regulatory compliance was too high, and their choice was to knowingly not have regulatory compliance <clears throat> with the anticipation that any fines or, or fees they received from the CFP for noncompliance would be less than the cost of compliance. Now, obviously, that's a decision mm. we make every huh. time we speed. We decide to... You know, if we get a ticket, we'll pay the ticket because going fast is more important than getting the ticket. 
But when you start dealing with the CFPB, their fines Different. can be your entire net worth. Yes. I mean, you can yeah, spend $10,000 on a regular compliance or lose $5 million because of a fine. I mean, why do that? I, just, I don't get that mentality that is so far from the way that I live life that I just I don't get it. But anyway, no, we, that, go ahead. I got something I want to jump on, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go on. Go ahead. Take it. Well, I think a lot of people that are listening, we have a lot of real loan originators listening that says, okay, 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 I got it, got it. If I own a business, I'll make sure I apply. But it doesn't apply to me because I am an individual. I'm not, in CAPFBB's language, a covered person. Nothing could be further from the truth. You are a covered person if you have a license or touching any consumer data moving forward. Covered persons are as culpable in these incidences culpable being fancy the word for uh, guilty uh, in these matters, in the event you are a party to what was being wrong. Say, well, I didn't know. That, you know guess what? Ignorance is not an excuse that will keep you from a penalty and being disbarred from this industry. Folks, and what Andy is saying, please, please pay attention to this because it is so important. The most alarming thing that you said, which blew me away, was when a client says, Dave, or when he told you it's just too expensive to comply. David Stevens made a comment. He says, too big to fail, too small to comply. And those are huge statements. And I think somebody at CFPB goes, cha-ching, we're going to bring this cash register uh, on, on, this, on that attitude alone. Sorry, Andy, for jumping in, but it had to do it. No, absolutely, Dave. Couldn't have said it better myself. Now, the other thing I wanted to touch base on, and, th- and that is relating to another area of regulatory compliance. Um, t- today, any commercial bank who owns or is involved in mortgage banking where you have a hedging activity, and in pretty much any mortgage bank that's operating under or with a commercial bank is going to be hedging. If you're hedging, you have to have a hedge model validation performed annually. This is an OCC rule, and the OCC just released a bulletin last week saying that they are going to heighten their compliance requirements, and they're going to expect all commercial banks in mortgage lending to have a hedge model validation risk management report. So these, they're, they're very <coughs> excuse me, Dave. They're a very complicated it. report to do, and we can help you do that, but don't underestimate getting this done. You're Just because you're hedge advisor, like uh, Secondary Interactive, a very, very good hedge advisor. They're now yep. called Optimal Blue Secondary Services. Really good group of folks, Don Brown and their team, can really help people with this. Just because you're working with one of the best hedge advisors in the country does not mean you're excluded from having a risk management model hedge validation report created. You have to have one, even if you're working with a great company like SI. So please, please, follow the rules, get the compliance. And if compliance is too expensive, then you need to budget for it. Everybody needs to increase their margins to cover regulatory compliance. You know, we still see each other, you know, stealing deals for a quarter here and there. And at some point, someone's just going to step up to the plate on a national platform and say, enough's enough. No, we're not going to cut our prices. You know, the originators come to secondary and go, we've got to get a quarter, got to get a quarter, going to lose the deal. People got to stop saying, lose it then. We've got to stop giving in. We've got to hold margins or we're all going to go out of business. This is just ridiculous. We've got to add in at least a quarter in price to our pricing to cover regulatory yep. compliance or we're not going to have the margin to stay in business. That and there you go. How's that for a 
from Prophet Doctor, you said it well, said it, and, uh, you know, we just can't stress enough. You go, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I hate to say it. Some people have that attitude. You can't, folks. If you do, I've got a, I've got a real big suggestion. Start moving assets offshore because you're, they're coming after anyone who gets caught. So, oh, it's a, to- it's a sensitive topic, and it's, uh, it's one that just pains me. We have to go into it as much detail, but we have to. Got to cover it because we're here to help you folks. It's free service. That's what this is about. Good to have you with us. We'll be right back with the topic on leadership, focusing on the lessons learned from Martin Luther, what worked for him, and why would, is it, why did he make such a difference? Look forward to have you back. We'll be right back after this brief word. Mortgage Banking Solutions is the preeminent management consulting firm to the residential mortgage lending industry. No other firm in the U.S. offers the menu of services or the level of expertise to the industry. If you're looking for help converting from best efforts to hedging or need help with bookkeeping to know your profit per loan, if you are interested in making the transition from broker to banker, or if you just need a roadmap for success, Mortgage Banking Solutions' primary focus is to enable executives to take their business to the next level and guide them down a path towards success and profitability. With over 300 Combined years of experience in all facets of mortgage lending, the Mortgage Banking Solutions team of professionals has the expertise and know-how to help you accomplish your goals. New warehouse lines of credit, broker-to-banker transitions, transitioning to hedging, financial and accounting services, or meeting your capitalization needs. If you need help with these or any other aspects of your business, please contact a Mortgage Banking Solutions sales team to see how we can help you at 512-977-9900. It's 512-977-9900. Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. If you're interested in advertising with us, be sure to get a hold of me. I listened to that ad, and I was thinking how many people have contacted us off of the ads. Same with Joe and Alice. So we appreciate you being part. Even the folks at uh, United Guarantee, they're coming back because of that. So uh, I put that out there. Let's get on to the hot topic of the day. We are honoring Martin Luther King, Jr. It's his day that we honor him, and rightly so. Uh, you sit and look at what this great man uh, accomplished, what he fought for equality, even when all odds were against him. And you, you, you know, there's so many things that you could go there with. But much like many of you who listen to this broadcast, Dr. Martin Luther King had a dream. And nothing could stop him from achieving that dream. And he want what he wanted to achieve, even if it meant going to jail, being hated, or going... Uh, against people's wishes, he, he, he spoke up because he had a dream. And it wasn't a dream of all about me. It was about changing something that was so wrong in this country, and he changed it into something that's right. He's paid the ultimate sacrifice. When you get out there and be that kind of leader, you know, it ha- can have tragic consequences, but we're honoring him today. And we're looking at the lessons we can glean. I, I, I studied this man's life. Oh, I've always been impressed with Martin Luther King, and, and uh, I've heard so much about it. But for some reason this weekend, I was drawn to go into the Internet and really dive in and study so much. I gained immense respect. And you, anyone who's familiar with what I write, um, have a passion to write about or uh, this broadcast, I, it's hard for me not to get back to the theme of leadership. Because as I said at the beginning, or I wrote on the, the intro to this broadcast on our website, leadership is the key to success in 2014. We're going to have David Stevens on, a very effective leader in our industry today. And we'll be on the broadcast next Monday, so be sure to tune in. And um, I, just, I just want to really focus in on leadership today and the lessons we can glean from it. One of the things I want to talk about was uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. showed us uh, away from weakness and division to strengthen unity. And he did this through nonviolence. He did it through such a powerful way. 
you know, a completely different set of issues than to what we're talking about here. But that doesn't mean we can't go back and go back and learn from those issues. There's, there's some quotes that he made that I thought from the life and legacy that would really celebrate this. A genuine leader is a searcher of conscience, not a searcher of conscience, but a molder of consciousness. So he changed and molded consciousness. He says, I'm not interested in power for power's sake, but I'm interested in power that is, a, that is moral, that is right, and that is good. And, and all men are caught in this escapable network of mutuality. I thought that was a great, interesting phrase. We, we're all in this together. What, you look at what we have as, uh, in what we're fighting within our industry, substantially different. Don't even want to draw a parallel there. So don't think I'm going there. But what can we do to make a difference? I look at what we're trying to do through the Mortgage Action Alliance Committee. This industry, again, the MBA has got one of the, probably the most effective, powerful, one-voice uh, uh, impacts on Mortgage Action Alliance, and it's, it's through that that we're going to see such a difference, I believe, and it doesn't cost anything to become a part of it. Alice, are you still on the broadcast? Are you still with us, or did she have to leave? Oh, I think she had to back out. I just looked at the clock. She had to pull out at 1, 1230. Um, I really look at this as probably one of the things we can stand up and make a difference in. And you look at it, so, well, what difference can I make? Well, I think Martin Luther King certainly must have thought of what – he was fighting some so much bigger issues, so much broader, so much more emotion in it. So let's take a look at it. There are some th- articles that came out. There's one that talked about uh, the fact that he had patience, bravery, leadership, persistence, and trustworthiness. It wasn't about him. It was for the sake of a broader good. So I want to enter into that discussion. And, and uh, Joe and Andy, um, so good to have you on this topic we continue talking about leadership and the importance of leadership andy i think when we're talking about patience that's one of those things that um i I thought i'd bring you in on that topic i look at when you your last segment we were just talking about the individual who said uh foolishly and unwisely that you know the cost of compliance is greater than the cost of non-compliance so we're just going to be non-compliant as a leader and you are a leader in the industry you have got to show an immense amount of restraint and patience in light of that ignorance. Give us some thoughts on what goes through you, because certainly you want to go, you, you, your brain, your logical brain must be screaming, are you crazy? But you, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it, it's, that's a great question, because um, while on one hand my, my, my passion and my intellect both go, okay, I, I understand the... I understand the weighing of the all, all outcomes uh, as as a basis for business decisions because that's what you're trained to do. That's what we all do when we're making business decisions. The decision to hire someone is based on our belief that their contribution to our business will make us more money than the cost. The decision to engage in certain aspects of regulatory compliance, likewise, is a cost of doing business where the consequence of noncompliance is more or less than the cost of compliance. And, and I, I just think it's a very dangerous path. So how do you communicate that to someone that's an articulate business person? It's, it's, it's about getting to a decision model where that decision model is fully vetted. And I think that's where we're at a, at a crossroads in that my perspective, because we see the fines that get levied against people, we, we see how people are hurt by noncompliance, 
that people believe it'll never happen to me. People believe that it's okay like it is. I'm not going to get caught, and that's the that's the difference that we have to uh, expect from a character perspective. It's not about if we get caught or not. From a character perspective, it's about doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And that's part of the message of Martin Luther King is do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And I know Dave, you've summarized many of the things that he wrote about, and and I've I've got the I I Have a Dream speech in front of me. It's it's an amazing, amazing (laughs) read. It's, um, you know, I saw the movie recently, The Butler, and in the movie The Butler, they've got snippets of life in the South in the, the 60s, and it's just astounding that that actually happened in our country and in, in our lifetime. It's hard to believe now. Yeah. I know. It's, a, I just, it's so it's just contrary so to the way I was raised and believe. Yeah. So true. But so true. nevertheless, if I were, if you know, given the sacrifices of so many to accomplish what's been accomplished through the implementation of people like Martin Luther King, I would be... So if I I would be so motivated to go out and achieve my very best because of the sacrifices of so many that I I I guess I get a little bit frustrated with young people taking for granted their their opportunities and young people not seizing the opportunities they have to to make a difference in society to become successful in business to follow the rules do the right thing and it, for yes. mortgage banks to do what they're supposed to do and. Uh, follow the, either follow the rules or sell your business and get out of the business, but don't don't cheapen it by affecting your own character by choosing to disobey the law. I guess that's yeah. probably the bottom line. I think that you know, look at Martin Luther King. He followed the law. I mean, he went out. Yes, he was arrested. People said he was arrested, but you know, so did he follow the law? I mean, he did everything he could to, to raise the consciousness, and he did it in a way that was nonviolent, non-protesting. And you know, they found laws to try to persecute. I mean, if, so it's, I look at that patience that man had was just incredible, amazing model for holding your peace, keeping calm, and staying forward. That that is really a patience when you're dealing with some of the issues that we're dealing with. It, it's a model that we can look to. Uh, I want to move to the next one, which uh, is bravery. This individual had extraordinary, amazing bravery. I went and saw the movie movie over the weekend, Lone Survivor. It's based on a true story about uh, some Navy SEALs that went in to get some bad guys, got compromised. Uh, If if you've seen the movie, you know what it's about. For those who haven't, I don't want to ruin it for you. Other than uh, it, it was one of those ones, very... Graphic violence, graphic, uh, well told, and uh, and of course, knowing Hollywood can't always get the story quite right. So I went in and in the internet uh, and researched the story. And if those of you have not seen this movie, prepare your, go see it. It's, I think it's a must see for every American to understand what our military does to sacrifice for us and the bravery that they show. And uh, Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. certainly showed immense, incredible amount of courage and bravery. But these guys in this movie. Uh, Diver, you're going off into that for just a second, talks about uh, you know just what their sacrifice is. And here's an interesting interview about Marcus, who was the character that survived out of this, not character, I mean the individual that survived out of this, and the, the, his character was displayed throughout this movie. And in an interview after the uh, premiere showing of that, they did an interview of him along with the producer, and and he says a lot of people ask me, you know, what what can we do for you? And it's like they want to give us honor. He says I have two requests. 
He says, we, the SEALs, do not get in your business. We'd ask you not to get in ours. Consider, I treat you as a professional if you're a mortgage banker. I don't know if they've looked at the mortgage industry side. There's some when I hear people giving disregard to laws and regulations that are out there. makes me wonder about some of the professionalism that's out there. But we do have it. I know that's an exception. Hopefully that's an exception. But he says, listen, I respect you as a doctor. I respect you as an attorney. I respect you as an accountant. He didn't mention mortgage bankers or whatever, but he, he talks about some categories. He says, I respect you to make the right choices. I believe you're well-trained. I would ask, number one, to give the Marines and, and ever, us in the military the respect that we deserve to know that we're going to do everything that's right. And there are a lot of complicated issues within our world. Just trust us. He says the second thing and probably the most important thing is just go live your life. Just go live your life and enjoy the freedoms that our sacrifices have brought for you. That statement just hit me like a ball-peen hammer. I, I, I tell you that. And I think Martin Luther King, he was so unselfish. He was so patient. He went out and provided this kind of leadership and the bravery that he showed. And he'd say, is just, just live. Go in and walk in the space that I've created for you as a result of my example. So I think there's a level of bravery, Joe, I want to bring you in. Because, Joe, I, many don't know your story, a lot of your story, but you went through some really trying circumstances in, in your career. And I don't want to get into that because it's in the past. But I think you, the way you handled it, Joe, showed your good character. And I use you as an example when I'm talking to different ones. I don't mention by name, but I, I go out and say, there's an individual I watched that many watched through that very difficult comment. And I, it, it was a time where a lot of things were being said, but you walked through it with class, but brave, with bravery. Talk about what drove you during that time. Joe, did I lose you? Hopefully we didn't lose Joe. You, you didn't lose me. I was on mute, but I was. Ah. Uh, one, I'm, uh, I would say thank you, but two, I'd say I can't go there in this context because it's it seems so uh, insignificant. But uh, what I did want to to touch on and and uh, you know, there's no question it's it's more difficult to be uh, to fight your battles with things like you know morals and and justice and and just with your beliefs as opposed to weapons like you saw in the movie so uh which are more brave those who who will fight their battles with those kinds of things or or with the the big power behind them so uh no question that there's a great deal of bravery associated with that but i wanted to go to you know it, as it relates to the industry you know we've talked about uh, some of the quotes that you pulled up with uh, regarding Martin Luther King, and and one of them deals with what Andy was just talking about. The time, here's a quote: "The time is always right to do the right thing." Okay, well, uh, it, it, that's certainly true as it relates to following the rules. Another quote, though, I wanted to talk about because is this life's most pers persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Okay, yes, and yes. and we as an industry utilize that concept all the time we we talk about you know we're we're the good guys because we're putting people in homes uh, and that's true but uh, uh, there's it goes deeper than that do you live that do you do you feel that is that truly what motivates you or is it the commission check and and the financial success that goes along with doing that a lot and, and so uh, it it recently one of the one of the periodicals has been posting articles about the most successful highest volume based originators and and as you look at those th those 
the, the characteristics of those people, it appears that they do this. They they put the homeowner's benefit at the top of their list. It is they are truly in the job of putting people in their homes and everything else just falls into place. And so, you know, what are you doing for others? We as an industry are doing great things for others, and we need to make sure that that stays at the top of the list. It's a great great commentary on that. And, um, and it always amazes me those that have the most brave and go through some difficult things. The, they, 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 they deflect it immediately. You did it. Uh, they did it. And I agree. I know your situation is not even to be compared to this. And, folks, I want to just stress this. We're honoring Martin Luther King by looking at his characters, his leadership. We're not trying to draw any parallels to what we're going through in this industry to what he fought. It, 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 you can't compare it. It's completely different. But we can glean and honor this man. By looking at things that the lessons we learned from his life and the things that he did. And I encourage each of you to do that. And what he was was an amazing leadership. So let's talk briefly. One of the things is his leadership style was just amazing. Uh, he was fighting for what was right. He's talking about an unselfish thing. It wasn't something that he had been, you know, uh, that, that it was a personal call. I mean, it was a, he made it personal, but he did it for the step of, uh, for others. And he stepped up to a plate and um, was really leading others and draw, drew others to him. But the manner in which he did it just caused for people to respect him. And you saw who began to walk alongside him. And then comes along another characteristic of, of leadership, and it's persistence. And, you know, Joe, we talk about this. And we look at the football games. You look at so many athletes, whether, you know, look at great leaders or whatever it is. It, persistence is just a real strong kiss characteristic, especially as things and times get difficult. Um, any thoughts you have on that? And then I want to run over to Andy, and i got some thoughts on persistence. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, uh, it, you know, it takes persistence to grow your business. Uh, it takes persistence to uh, grow it the right way, meaning, uh, you know, build your build your infrastructure, understand what rules you have to abide by, create systems to help everyone stay within those rules. Those aren't quick fixes. Those take time to build and and time to uh, to train everyone about and and to. Uh, you know, grow the business such that it can be mutually beneficial for the customers and for yourself. So, don't uh, don't look at doing things on a quick fix basis. Uh, uh, build it over time. Use persistence as as something to help you guide your way. Andy, I I couldn't couldn't have said it better. That's exactly exactly the case. It, it's quick fixes almost always uh, don't last. It, it takes it takes time to build a foundation. It takes time to put the, the details in place. It takes time to build the relationships. It takes time to pull all of the pieces together. And so it, it's definitely a, 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 a patience. Having a correlation between patience and results is essential. Having, having the ability to measure the milestones and to celebrate the little successes as you achieve each milestone, where each milestone ultimately leads to the success, and having the persistence to um, identify the persistence to stick with it as you identify each of the celebrating the steps and achieving the milestones, and then knowing when it's time to adapt, knowing when it's time to maneuver, and um, 
because it's possible to be um, to stick in a business context. It's, it's yeah. People can sometimes get emotionally attached to the activity and then um, not be able to be adaptive. So at the same time that you're persistent in your in your achieving your goal, you also have to be adaptive to the world around you. And I can think of a bunch of analogies, but I'll I'll just throw back That's to a, you, Dave, yeah. to give them a time. Yeah, the, the, look at the time we have left. I want to get on to the last one. But I want to say this. Persistence is sticking with what you have convictions about. That's not to say that, let's say, refinances. Let's just say you're looking at the industry and you persist. Well, I, I've made my money. I'm going to stay persistent on that. You, there's a book out that was written by uh, that, by Spencer Johnson, MD, who also uh, wrote, co-authored The One-Minute Manager along with Ken Blanchard. He says, who moved my cheese? There's times to recognize when seasons change. And I think bravery brings about a recognition about that, even though people don't want to see it. Leadership affects that. Persistence is one of those things which will drive that forward. But there comes a time where you begin to look and you need to make adjustments, whether it be your business strategy or whatever it is. Persistence is not staying doing stupid things or making mistakes. It's recognizing the seasons. It's pursuing your objective of helping, number one, unselfishly helping other people. What Joe talked about, that list, I think I, I, we just saw that one list published by one of the, the major publishers out there talking about the successful, the top 100 uh, loan originators across the country. They pursue, when you're pursuing results for someone else, we have a tendency to take our eyes off ourselves. We are able to more easily recognize when the ball changes, when the game changes, back to the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Pursue the, the objective. So if you're confused on what your objectives are, you're, you're not getting results, one of the things I'd question is, what are you persistently pursuing? What is your persistence about? And I think in that self-examination, sometimes you'll find yourself needing to make an adjustment. The last point that I want to bring up today was trustworthiness. Those who followed Martin Luther King trusted him with they trusted him with virtually everything within them. They put their full faith and confidence behind this leader and would be as the one who would just stop and make a change in the world. And he did. And business leaders and uh, business owners uh, need to have that trustworthy quality about them. And I think one of the things when you look at your leadership style, you say, well, I'm a loan officer. Well, you've got realtors following you. You've got processors that you're working with you, hopefully. And, you know, who is your followers? Who are those that are following you? Are you trustworthy? Are you someone that you, that people can look up to, will follow? And I think that comes into this, what are you about? If you're about, I really liked what Joe said earlier, and both, both Andy and Joe went to there, and if, if you're about yourself, it's going to become pretty apparent what you're, what you're persistent about. But if you're really about others, you're going to do whatever you can to follow the, or to, to lead others so that they can follow the kind of example that you're putting out there. So business leadership is about being trustworthy. It comes in integrity is a big word that's out there that we use. It's for us to see, show before our coworkers, business partners, you know, sponsors on the radio program, sponsors that sponsor you, uh, your employees, your clients, your family, your friends. I mean, it's the whole circle around you. It is so important. I think as we look at uh, wrapping up this broadcast today, I think in the end we'll remember the words uh, that he spoke, Dr. Or, or Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke. He says, um, remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. And I think really when you look at this guy and what a powerful leader he was, wow. he was just one of those people. So parting comments, uh, Andy and Joe, as we get ready to wrap up this broadcast. Oh, well, I, I would... Um he was a, he was a um, 
an incredible leader and an incredible orator and an incredible writer. If nothing else, just to get an idea about how to apply some of the the, the, the elements of leadership that you've identified, Dave, with the character, integrity, persistence, and so forth, it's also the ability to communicate those tenets to others. And everybody's heard the speech, I Have a Dream, and I went back and read it again uh, today in preparation for this broadcast. And it just so clearly outlines and draws in the audience to a, a personal alignment with what mm-hmm. he's saying, all yes. very legitimate points that he's making. And then he goes on to after he establishes the connection to then cast a vision and cast a broad vision and a bold vision <clears throat> for the time. We read it today and think, well, of course that's how it is, but it, it, it wasn't in the South, especially at the time. So I think being able to communicate to communicate in a way that draws buy-in, draws connection, gets alignment, and then leads and casts vision is just not something you, you do right out of the gate necessarily. There's, there's definitely a – he was a trained pastor. He was definitely trained and learned to be a, an effective communicator and um, – that's, I guess, the other piece to this, Dave, is being able to communicate the vision. Joe, parting thoughts on uh, our just regarding the, the speech. Yeah. Regarding that speech, I think it's just appropriate now. If you played that same speech today and put it into the, today's context, it'd be just as valuable. There's a sense of timeliness, isn't there, Joe, about someone who is doing something for others. There's, there's just it transcends time, economic scenarios, and uh, that's very true, very, very true. For those of you that are providing housing finance for you to make a living, um, you may want to reorder your priorities and make it about really helping you others achieve their dream. So I come back and then we leave you with Martin Luther's question, I have a dream. What is your dream and what are you willing to do, listener, to achieve that dream? And I would encourage you to just not check this box off, box off as a nice day to go and play around a golf if you have the day off or get caught up on some things. But really draw in and consider this amazing example of an American leader and study a little bit about that. Draw for his life. Anything you get, there's so much to draw from. Trust me, <clears throat> you'll be challenged. And if it does anything more, if we didn't do anything more with this broadcast to just heighten awareness and honor this man, then we have achieved our objectives. If we helped you begin to challenge your life, begin to look at things differently, we, that is ultimately what this radio broadcast is to do, is to hit inform, to bring you the latest information, but ultimately affect results. And that's what we're about. He had a powerful impact that affected results. And that's our hope and our prayer for all of you at listening to this broadcast. Good to have you with us. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Joe, we have to go to you normally and say what's the closing of the market, but the markets are closed today, so you just have to get out. You don't have to look. You don't have to look. And then, of course, the wisdom of uh, Andy Shell. It's out there. Go out there and listen to the broadcast. Any thoughts, Andy, as we leave? Great broadcast, Dave. Great show. Good good topic. Uh, I hope people can take home what the, the, the content that you've discussed here today. A lot of stuff there, folks, and uh, we appreciate you being tuning in and listening to us on this holiday. Uh, again, special honor to Martin Luther King Jr. and his contribution to America leadership and just an example to all of us. Have a great week. Look forward to having you back here. Remember, David Stevens will be our guest next week. Thank you to United Guarantee being our sponsor. Have a blessed week, everyone. Talk to you soon.
This has been Lincoln on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lincoln of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Elvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week and thank you for listening. 